When you feel it, guess what? The words that come out of your mouth, they're going to have a different tone and meaning to them. So when you're feeling confident, you're going to speak more confidently. You're going to hear it in your tone of voice and the words that you choose. This is this mind-body connection that I'm talking about. Welcome, you're on air with Ella, where we share simple strategies and truths from people who are doing something better than we are. Whether it's wellness or fitness and fat loss to just living better and with more energy or changing your mindset to accomplish more in your own life and succeeding however you define it. This is where we share the best of what we're learning from the experts and we're learning more every day. Live better, start now. Hey everybody, you're on air with Ella and today I'm joined by Blanca Cobb. Blanca is an internationally known body language expert. She's the CEO of Truth Blazer, a keynote speaker, a trainer, a consultant, and a frequent media guest. You may have seen her on everything from Dr. Drew on Call, Good Morning America, Fox, and all of the major networks. Blanca has a very interesting perspective that I want to share with you guys today. If I were you, my first question would be, what on earth is Ella doing bringing an expert on body language onto a show about wellness and nutrition and fitness and mindset? Well, I'm really glad you asked. I truly believe that we teach other people how to treat us. And I think that we all bring our own specific energy into a situation, into a room, into a moment. And I think that uh, the way that we play our outer game has so much to do with our inner game and it's reciprocal. So our outer game is a reflection of our inner game, certainly. Our inner game, though, can be affected by our outer game. Whatever energy or presence you bring is how you show up to the world. And how you show up teaches people how to receive you. I believe that we are more in control of that than we really allow ourselves to believe. So today we're going to talk about how you show up, how others perceive you and how to get what you want by paying attention to how you show up, paying attention to your outer game. And it's just totally mind blowing some of this stuff. So Blanca, welcome to the show. Hey, I'm glad to be here. Well, I've touched a little bit on what you do, Blanca, but why don't you tell our audience? Simply as I uncover what you don't see. And what I mean by this is, is that I can see different silent messages that you send to somebody through your body language, through your tone of voice, through your facial expressions and your posture that you may not be aware of. And then the implications or the impact that your body language has on your message, on your verbal message. Because what you think you're communicating may not be exactly what you're communicating. I am so glad that we have you on today, and I talked a little bit in the intro about why we're discussing this on a show that's supposed to be about fitness, nutrition, and mindset. Obviously, your inner game affects your outer game. That's honestly the premise of two-thirds of what we do on this show, how you treat yourself matters. The thing I find so interesting about your work is the flip side of that paradigm, that your outer game can actually influence your inner game. So how you show up, how you present yourself can actually influence your mindset very much and vice versa. You're absolutely right, Ella. So if you're nervous and you know you're nervous, you're going to present yourself as nervous. If you're pissed off, you're going to present yourself as pissed off. If you're happy, you'll present yourself happy because there is a connection between your mind and your body. Now, Having said that, you can actually flip it. So if you don't feel confident, 
then someone will be like, aha, following the trend that you just said, Blanca, that means if I'm not confident, you're going to see to my body language. Yes, that's very true. However, research at Harvard University has demonstrated that you can do certain body language moves. It's what we call a power pose where you can actually increase your testosterone, which means that confidence level comes up and it decreases your cortisol level, which is your stress level. So you can actually fake it until you become it. So you mean to tell me that if I actually put myself, if one puts themselves in a power pose, it actually has a physiological effect? Bingo. Yes, ma'am. You have to envision Superman or Wonder Woman. How do they stand? They have their hands, fist, right? Their fist on their hips and they have their feet hip distance apart. Envision that. They're keeping their power zones open. Power zones, your neck dimple, your belly button, your pleasure zone. That's the south of the equator that I call the pleasure zone. You keep that open. You're not, you're not blocking your body. That comes across as confident and powerful. When people are scared, they don't pose like that. No, they go on body lockdown. This is where their, their, their arms are tight beside their body or they have their briefcase or handbag clutch closely to them or they're hiding behind a chair. So tell me how you use this, because you do a lot of public speaking. You make a lot of media appearances. In fact, congratulations, because I believe I saw you recently, um, I saw online that you were on the Today Show. Yes, I was. Thank you very much. I was super excited. It was a fabulous experience. I loved it. Very nice. Well, tell us how you manage that nervousness through your own body language. Well, because I've been doing media for, what, two and a half years, something like that, I don't get nervous as much as I used to, but sure, every now and then I will. And I will strike a power pose. So I was doing this even before Amy Cuddy's research, she's with Harvard University, before her research even came out. So I would have my inner Wonder Woman just break break through, I mean, before I do a, a live segment. There's no prep, it's one time, there are no retakes. That doesn't happen with live media. You get one shot. And I'll do a power pose. So you've got your hand, your fists on your hips. You've got your feet a little bit apart. You've got your head on straight. And that actually impacts your mood, the mindset that you take into the event? Yeah, it increases your testosterone. You you feel more confident and it decreases your cortisol, your stress level. It actually increases your testosterone. Okay, so we're going to get into a little bit more about how to show confidence even Mm -hmm. when you're not feeling it. But before we do that, let me ask you a couple of questions. How do we okay. know how we show up to other people? Because a lot of people, because I asked, I actually asked for people to tell me what they wanted me to ask you. And somebody said, how do I know how other people are perceiving me? How do we know how we're showing up to other people? How people react to you. And this is what I mean. I'm going to get specific here. If they turn their heads away, their bodies away, or their feet away from you. Now, it doesn't have to be very obvious where I'm completely giving you the cold shoulder However, there could be subtle changes in the direction of my face, of my shoulder, of my torso, of my feet. Because if you think about it, you lean towards things you like and you back away from things you don't like. That's just how we respond. Also, fake smiles are another cue. Because if they're not genuinely happy to see you, then you're not going to see the crow's feet around either side of the eyes. You're not going to see a sparkle in the eye. What you're going to see is just this fake smile that occurs at the lips only, where the lips, the corner of each lip, goes up. Um, Also, you might see some tight lips, some lip compression. This all lets you know that they're not very excited 
to see you. And you mentioned feet, Blanca? Yeah, feet. You may not believe this, but feet are the most honest part of your body, and I'm going to tell you why. Because the further away you get from your head, because when you look at someone and you talk to someone, you're generally looking at the neck or the shoulders up. Because if you start looking at the shoulders down, then it starts getting a little sexual. So you have to be careful, right? You have to be careful where you're looking. So people really focus on facial expressions and what's going on with the face or the the head orientation. And this happens even when you're talking to someone. So the further away you get from your head, because you're concentrating on what you're saying and your facial expressions, you're not paying attention to what's happening with your other limbs. You're not paying really paying attention to your hands or to your feet. So when your feet start turning towards a door or someone you're talking to, their feet starts turning away from you. That's saying, yo, I want to get out of here. When are you going to wrap this up? When can- They're looking for a break. They want to run away from you. Interesting. <laughs> interesting. Your feet are the most honest part of your body. Yes. <laughs> Talk to me about eye contact. When they don't look at you. <laughs> how do we, do we misinterpret that? Talk to me about how we are perceiving that. Absolutely, you can misinterpret it. Here's the thing about body language. When people see something, they automatically ascribe meaning to it because that's how our brain works. Even when we're babies, we're trying to figure out what's safe, what isn't safe. So that's where people get into trouble. Body language in and of itself doesn't necessarily mean something or only one thing. It isn't a universal language like math. Like no matter where you go in the world, what language you speak, One plus two always equals three, always. But that's not the same thing in body language because you have different variables and cultural expectations, right? So you have to be very careful. So with eye contact, and I'm talking about eye contact here in the United States, when you look at someone, you're engaging with them. You're telling them that you're interested. And not the interested that probably a lot of you are thinking right now. I'm just talking about interested in the the person because I'm having a, a talk, an interaction with somebody. It's a way to engage. But you don't want to overdo your eye contact because then it comes across as really creepy. So you want to have this envision an upside down triangle where you have one a corner of the triangle at one end, one end of your eyebrow that extends all the way across to the other side and then to the tip of your nose. So an inverted triangle. And that's where you want to maintain eye contact. Just be careful. You don't want to make sure it's not in like some type of pattern. Left eye, right eye, tip and nose. Left eye, right eye, tip and nose. No, 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 no. You don't want to do that. You want it to be random. And it's really good technique for people who are who don't like to give eye contact. So that way you're not really staring at someone's eyes. It still gives the appearance that you're looking at that person. Oh, that's a great tip. So let me let me ask you a question that somebody else asked. They wanted to know how to show confidence even when you're not feeling it. So let's break it down though. Let's give you three scenarios. So how do you, and you talked about the power zones. Maybe we get that out first so that you can explain it in terms of that. So when you say power zones, what do you mean and what are they again? All I remember is the crotch area or the nether regions. That's <laughs> of all, course the pleasure that's zone. All that's I the heard. only thing you remember, the pleasure zone. All I got. Your your neck dimple. Okay, neck dimple, which I've never heard it called that before. Well, you're I don't know what you call it. We'll go what with it. I totally know okay. what you mean. This little thing right here. Okay. Okay. So that's power zone number one, a very vulnerable part of your body. I'm with Absolutely. you. Absolutely. What's number two? Well, number two is your belly button. Okay. Belly button. That's so funny. You just don't think in these terms. Okay. And then I know number your- three. I know number three. <laughs> My A-plus student. (laughs) So you're calling that the pleasure zone? Yeah. 
Uh, that's a Blanca original. Honestly, that sounds dirtier than anything I was going to say. <laughs> but I see a similarity here. I see three areas of the body and three very vulnerable areas of the body. So how interesting that you're calling them the power zones. And what is the meaning? So when you're going to expose those levels of vulnerability, those areas of vulnerability to somebody, then you have, you're feeling pretty good and you're giving, you have a good level of trust with that person. You're going to cover it if you don't feel comfortable around someone. You know, you're going to cross your legs. You might bring your handbag up against your midsection to hide that area. How interesting that in exposing your most vulnerable areas and making open your three most vulnerable areas, there's actually power in that? Yeah, because you're giving a certain level of trust and comfort, or you're demonstrating a certain level of power and comfort. Talk about how one can show confidence, again, even if they're not feeling it, because your hypothesis is if you do it, it will help you feel it. So talk to me how you can show confidence when you're standing. Okay. Well, we already talked about the Superman and Wonder Woman. So, well, I'll give you a variation of that. So you're standing up, but you're leaning against the wall. So you have one hand up against the wall. You have your other hand on your hip and your feet are slightly or hip distance apart. You see, you're still keeping three power zones open. Your neck dimple, your belly button, and your pleasure zone. That's a, that's a power move right there. That is a way to show confidence. So taking up more space. Yes, absolutely. Taking up more physical space. Okay, now let's put the person in a chair and they're negotiating something and they're sitting down in a chair. How do they demonstrate confidence and power? Well, one, you open up your legs, but not in the Sharon Stone kind of way in basic instinct, okay? Now I'm not talking about that. (laughs) So you're sitting in a chair and you open your knees. So each knee is at the corner of a chair. Can you envision that? Your seat corner, all right? So you're keeping that area, your pleasure zone, clothed but exposed. And then you're keeping your belly button exposed because you're going to lean back or you're going to sit up in your chair. It doesn't matter if there's a table in front of you. And then you're going to, you can pop an elbow on the back of your seat, or you can lean your arm across the seat beside you. And that's taking up space. And you'll notice that your hands are nowhere near your neck. So all three areas are open. Okay, so I'm going to paint two different pictures based on what you're saying. What I'm hearing you say is that if you sit, and I guess you can have your knees a little bit apart, or you could cross one leg over the other in um, like, um, like a, in figure a figure four, four. almost. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Okay. And you might have an arm open and behind you. And I think it's so funny that every time we're talking about this, we're actually, like, you can hear that <laughs> I'm right. actually doing it, painting a picture for you guys. And then that would, the direct opposite of that would be someone who has like their laptop in front of them or a folder yeah. that they're clutching in front of them. Their legs are crossed very, very tightly and their right. shoulders might even be close together. And then I love this because I've never thought about this before their hand they might be fiddling with their necklace or their necktie or might have their hand near their throat which would be a sign of a lack of confidence yep or nervousness it could be nervousness discomfort it could be a lot of different things but yes okay so now let's put this person entering a room so they're entering a party and you know that feeling Blanca when there's a social engagement or the room's already full and you 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 are making your entrance and you kind of don't know what to do with yourself so how do you enter the room so how can you demonstrate confidence again even if you're not feeling it when you're entering a party or a crowd or a community or something What I'm going to describe is so cliche, however, it is so true. You're going to walk in with your shoulders back 
and up. You're going to have your head level. Your chin is going to be level. You're going to look out and you're going to scan the room. You're going to have a relaxed face and smile. You're owning the room when you do that. Now, envision the same person walking into a room. Shoulders are slumped and down. Arms are crossed over their chest and they're looking down as they walk in. Which one looks more confident? Yeah, and I actually, I, I fully believe that when you pull your head up and you square your shoulders, I feel an immediate impact in how, obviously how I'm carrying myself, but how I'm projecting and the energy, the vibe that I'm putting out. I notice a difference and I encourage people to practice, like practice how you walk into the grocery store. Yes, that's a really good point you bring up because when you feel it, guess what? The words that come out of your mouth they're gonna have a different tone and meaning to them. So when you're feeling confident, you're going to speak more confidently. You're gonna hear it in your tone of voice and the words that you choose. You know, this is this mind-body connection that I'm talking about. Okay, let's have a little more fun. How, All right. Let's talk about how to know, we've touched on this, how to know if someone's interested and engaged with what you're saying, but let's be a little bit more specific and and. and have a little fun with that. So Blanca, how do you know if someone's interested in what you're talking about? And then let's talk about how you know if someone's interested, like capital I interested. All right. So if you're having a a conversation with someone, let's say you're at work and someone's chatting with you or you're in a public setting and someone's chatting with you, but in a non-romantic way, what will happen is, is that people will lean in, they'll get a little closer. If they're sitting down, they'll scoot forward in their seat, like where they're almost sitting towards the front edge of the seat. They'll look at you, they'll nod, and they'll smile. I mean, these are engaging behaviors. These are behaviors that indicate, I'm listening to you, I'm interested in what you have to say, please continue. So I've heard of the technique of mirroring. Can you explain it to everybody? Mirroring, this is where your body language mimics the body language of somebody else's. And we tend to use this when we establish rapport with someone, someone we don't know very well. It happens a lot, if you'll notice, in people who are close to each other, like best friends or buddies that hang out a lot together. People do it unconsciously, what I'm hearing from you. They do it unconsciously, um, especially when there's rapport or a close relationship. But what I think I'm picking up on what you're saying is you can actually do that consciously in order to establish rapport as long as you're not creepy about it. Is that right? Absolutely. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Okay, so in a job interview, you can, if, if the person who is interviewing you, for example, folds their hands in front of them, you would, what, wait a beat and then kind of make a similar gesture? Exactly. That's exactly right. Aren't humans so funny? So that actually can go a long way toward establishing some kind of commonality? Or You think about it. Let's say you and I are chatting, which we are, and I talk animatedly, which I do almost all the time, but then you have this flat voice. You're all monotone. And I'm going to be like, whoa, what? That'll catch my attention, Ella. I'll be like, wait, what? What's going on? There, that's, a, that's a disparity. That's a difference in that connection between me and you. And it could, it could be a turnoff or it could be, it could send a message that maybe we're not having very good rapport right now. Which is actually how Blanca and I just get louder and louder and louder. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's right. I feel connected to you, Blanca. Um, No, but you're exactly right. I mean, if you are talking to someone who has less energy than you do inherently or who has more energy than you do inherently or has a particular way about them that if you're trying to establish a commonality or a connection, you might conform a little bit to their signals. Yeah, we like people who are similar to us. We like people who have similar interests, similar taste, similar aspirations, but we like people who tend to be like us. Okay, that makes good logical sense. It's just interesting for people to think about it. So that's really helpful. Okay, now let's have some fun. What are some common signs, male, female signs, that one is attracted to the other or interested in what the other is saying? Because they're different for both, for the different genders, aren't they? There are some similarities and there are some differences. So I will give you one that is similar for both men and women. When you look into their eyes and their eyes dilate, dilate, and you see the dark of their eyes, honey, that's because they're aroused and they find you yummy. That happens to both men and women. What a fun thing to look for. I mean, how do you hide that from somebody? You can't. It's a physiological reaction to a stimulus. You! Okay, go on. (laughs) All right, so now with men, they like to showcase their package, if you know what I mean. And I think I do. (laughs) Because they have a gift and they want to showcase it. What they do is that a lot of men do when they're standing up is that they will put their hands in their front pockets. So all four fingers on both hands go inside the pocket, but their thumbs do not go in the pocket. They're on the outside of their pants. The thumbs are exposed, laying on (laughs) their pants. All right? It's like this. (laughs) It's like this flashing beacon. That's guiding your eyes to what they want you to see. (laughs) But it's unconscious, right? Yes. Most men don't really realize what they're doing. Another thing that men do that I think is really fun, if you can envision, uh, what's his name? Hold on. Joey Tribbiani from Friends. Do you know who I'm talking about? So whenever Joey Tribbiani, he was played by Matt LeBlanc, whenever Joey Tribbiani saw a woman that he was interested in, his voice dropped. And this happens to a lot of men. So he's like, how you doing? You know, the voice, the voice gets deeper. How you doing? Uh, when you hear that and the voice drops an octave, guess what? Someone really wants to know how you're doing. What do women do? Because I feel like we tend to be a little bit more coy and we think we're subtle, but we're not. We're giving off the same signals just slightly differently. Yeah. Is that fair? So this is how I word it, that women get their head in the game. And this is what I mean by it, because they'll lick their lips or they'll bite that bottom lip. Or they'll roll their bottom lip in between their teeth. And this is what I really like. Some women will actually lower their chin down just a little. And then they look up, straight up at you from underneath these long lashes. They'll play with their straw. They might twirl their hair. But generally, women, it's they get their head in the game. This makes sense. Women's focus area is their head and men's focus area is their nether region. (laughs) Yeah, their pleasure zone. Now, women will also lean towards, and women get a little handsy feely. They'll touch. Interesting. Okay, I have one more. This is a random segue, but it's something I actually wanted to ask you. Something that I see women do more than men is the head bob, the bobblehead thing. And I actually find myself doing that far too often. In a conversation where there's, you know, a bunch of people sitting around a table and they're sharing an idea, men, if they're demonstrating that they're listening to whoever's speaking, they might nod once definitively. And then 
the women tend to be on like this yes. bobblehead autopilot. Can you talk to us about that? I just think that's just a difference in men and women. Men will give a single head nod for agreement and also when they're listening. That's it. And when women do this, they tend to nod a lot as if encouraging someone to talk. But what they don't realize is that it does come across as a bobblehead. Yeah, I definitely have that problem because I'm trying to show understanding. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm with you. I'm tracking with you. And it can actually be um, mistaken for affirmation. Like, oh, I totally agree with you, which is right. an entirely different thing. So I've, mm-hmm. I've actually found that in business. Okay, thank you. Yep. Um, all right, Blanca, what is one resource that you want to share with the audience, something that you love? There is a book called You Say More Than You Think by Janine Driver. It's a great book to understanding body language in yourself and other people. So this is more like a self-help type of book. You Say More Than You Think by Janine Driver. Now, when it comes to this topic specifically, what one habit do you want us to try for a week? We haven't talked about it, so I'm going to have to explain what it is. But I want people to focus on other people's baseline. And this is what I mean. A baseline is when you get what is normal for someone, what their ba- what their body language typically shows. So when you're talking to someone, how do they hold themselves? How do they answer questions? Are they animated? Do they use their hands when they talk? Uh, do they pick their cuticles? You just want to get a sense of what's typical for this person. And the reason it is so important is because when there's a change in that baseline or change in their normal behavior, that's an aha moment for you because something has caused that change, but you don't know what because you're not a body. I mean, because you're not a mind reader. That's really important skill for you to understand body language and to accurately interpret it. You really have to start studying people's baseline. I love that suggestion because the other thing it does goes back to what you started with, which is we assign meaning to everything and it's our meaning. Exactly. So whether whether you're feeling some way or not, if you don't make eye contact with me and you're curt with me or abrupt in your body language, I'm going to assign meaning to that, whether it's fair or not. But if I had already paid attention to baseline, mm-hmm. then I would have a much better understanding or... I would be much less likely to misinterpret what those signs are, it sounds like. exactly. That's a good suggestion. Thank you very much for that. So, Blanca, before we go into how people can find you, tell us a little bit about what you actually do in practical terms professionally. I do a lot of media where I talk about pop culture, politicians and athletes behaving badly. I talk about the trial du jour, as I call it, you know, the trial of the day. I get to talk about romance, all different kinds of activities and situations that impact you on a daily basis. So that is super crazy fun. Um, I also talk, I go in and do keynote presentations, company trainings about body language and the impact it has on communication with staff and colleagues and then clients. Um, Just so that way you can have the business that you want. You can get what you want out of life. And I do a lot of one-on-one work with with people. I get to do some fun things. Uh, People will contact me about how to present themselves better in presentations. So if you have a job where you have to talk to a lot of people, groups of people, but you get really nervous and you're not having the impact that you want, how can you change it? So I talk about all different kinds of hot-button topics. 
All right. So where can people find you, Blanca? Well, they can find me on my website at truthblazer.com or blancacob.com. It's all the same website. So truthblazer.com or blancacob.com. And on social media. Reach out to me. All right. Fantastic. Well, Blanca, you've given us a lot to think about from how we show up, how we enter a room, our power zones, and then signals that we may or may not be aware that we are giving off. So this has been fun. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Ella. I'm happy to be a guest. Ciao. Okay, everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's show and got something out of it that you can use. If you did and you want to learn more, just go to onairwithella.com where I put up links to all of the good stuff that we talked about today and more information about our guests and all the good stuff that you did not need to write down today because I got you covered. Don't forget to join our Facebook page and thanks for those phenomenal reviews in iTunes. Every great review helps and we read every one. Thanks for listening and thanks for inspiring me. You are quite simply awesome.